Welcome to NFP's Insights from the Experts podcast. Each episode showcases timely expertise and perspective from members of the NFP community, delivering information, analysis, and solutions that address our clients' most significant challenges. Hello and welcome. This is Mark Ryder, Head of Innovation here at NFP, and I'm excited to be joined today by Lars Scari, co-founder, Chief Client and Product Officer of FutureWorks. Welcome, Lars. Hey, thank you so much, Mark. It's great to be on. Awesome. For those of you that have previously joined our Innovation Conversations podcast, you know that uh, our main goal with these sessions is to provide a platform for companies we've sourced through our lab and that we're excited about. And uh, it's an opportunity for them to tell their stories. So I'm excited to have you here today, Lars. And let's, let's dig into story time. How about we start with uh, chapter one? Great. Who is Lars? Tell us a little bit about yourself, Lars. Oh, yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> Happy to do so, Mark. Yeah, so I've been an entrepreneur, a technologist, and an insurance person for almost 25 years now. And uh, have had a chance to, you know, work with some of the the biggest and best companies out there on their most, you know, flexing data challenges and their technology challenges. I had the opportunity uh, just before, you know, co-founding Ultimate AI and FutureWork, you know, to work with Allstate and, and New York Life. And uh, you kind of saw firsthand, you know, what technology and data can do in an insurance context to really change how we move the risk for curve from, from transfer to prevention. And uh, yeah, 25 years, uh, just kind of quick personal information, you know, 25 years in the industry, been married for just about that long. Uh, and, uh, you know, are finding myself now, you know, being at the forefront of, of workers' comp, in, you know, health and safety with regards to using data and technology in the workplace. Awesome. Awesome. And you're, a, you're an L.A. native. Is that correct? I see on your LinkedIn profile, everything seems to be California based. Is that, is that, is that <laughs> based, based in L.A.? I've been, you know, in California for more than 30 years. Uh, you can probably hear from my accent that I'm not exactly born and raised here in Southern California. I uh, came, came to the U.S. on a scholarship uh, to get my engineering degree back in the late 80s and have, have stayed here ever since. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to dive too deep, but yeah, I was thinking that maybe LA was not uh, was not where you were born. So uh, th- thanks for clarifying. So so let's dive in and talk a little bit about future works. Can you tell us just about you know you talked about your your history and your your work history, and then you know it's not every day that people you know co-found a, a business. So maybe you can talk a little bit about how you got started, where the idea came from, partners you might have, what the company looks like today, and then uh, afterwards we'll, we'll dive a little bit into the product and how it works. Yeah, absolutely. So um, founding FutureWork was actually kind of a, a something that evolved over time. Um, well, more than 20 years ago, I, I worked with my co-founders, you know, one of which you would know from NFP, Doug Turk, and my other co-founder, Simon Prowse. We helped take a data analytics and technology company public in the early 2000s and, you know, have been uh, friends and companions, you know, ever since. And um, about three and a half years ago, we, we got together and we were looking at, you know, what was happening in the insurance space and the technology space and, and said, look, you know, there is there is something fundamentally going on here, really about how how data and technology and, and the digitization that's happening in everybody's lives, you know, with new technology sources and data sources, how that is really changing how we think about insurance. And we said, 
you know, this is such a great opportunity for us to kind of pool our collective expertise and knowledge and, and make something that can be really profound, you know, in the in the marketplace. So so with that, with that premise, you know, we founded uh, Ultima AI, who's the parent company of the product platform FutureWork. This was, uh, you know, late 2016, early 2017. Um, we uh, very, very quickly, you know, that approached us and said, look, guys, I, I, I love the idea and the, and the concept that you're taking to market. Now, uh, this client basically said, we have a problem here because, you know, workers' comp is killing us. And just quick context on this client, too. It was um, Western Growers. Uh, they're the, one of the largest agricultural associations in the U.S. and representing some 1,100, you know, growers out here on the West Coast. And as you can imagine, you know, these guys are working with razor thin margins and they're facing yeah. astronomical workers' comp costs here in California. You know, six to seven to eight percent of every dollar goes to workers' comp. And they kind of came to us and said, is there anything you can do to apply kind of your thesis and your um, uh, focus to help us understand how we can take the data surrounding workers and actually reduce our workers' comp costs and reduce, you know, the injuries we're seeing in the workplace? And in the last three years, we worked with Western Growers and a lot of their membership companies. We've been using, you know, sensors in the fields, wearables in the fields. We've been working with agricultural workers, transportation workers, manufacturing workers in, in processing plants, and working with their clients to really understand the problem from a problem-first perspective rather than a technology-first perspective. And all of this learning is what kind of made its way into future work uh, that, that sort of addresses, I think, a lot of the shortcomings that we found in place in terms of how you technology and data to, to fundamentally improve health and safety. Uh, that's really interesting. It's 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 funny you say that. I mean, when we when we look for companies through the lab that we really um, believe have have opportunity to uh, resonate with customers and with our consultants, well, I always ask them first. You know, what's the problem you're solving for? I think when people come in with that technology first vision without understanding the underlying problem, they have some significant challenges gaining any market penetration. And so, solving for problems—that's what innovation is all about. Um, finding a new way to do things to solve for problems. So awesome to hear that because it validates a lot of a lot of what we do. So I, I would love to dive in and understand exactly how you do what you do and how you solve for that problem. But before we go there, I understand recently that you've pivoted a bit um, from a company perspective, as many, many companies have during this uh, you know, these unprecedented times that have come about as a result of COVID. And um, so before we dive into some of the other use cases that, um, you know, you might have be what you might be able to present to us uh, about the, the growers and the original, you know, go to market strategy. Maybe you can talk to us a little bit and, and about the, the pivot and, and I'm calling it a pivot. You might not, uh, but how, how it is you're tackling it and helping employers um, bring their people back to work. Yeah, sure, Mark. I, it's a very, very good question. And as, as you know, we, we launched FutureWork into production late January, early February. Uh, and, and the core concept behind FutureWork is that we use data and technology to improve the health and safety of workers. And, and in doing that, you know, we tap into a number of data sources, sources that give us an understanding of worker body motion, uh, looking at their workers' roles, looking at the environment, looking at, you know, the commodity and the throughput that they're working with, uh, and also looking at biometrics. 
so it was very interesting for us. You know, we um, we launched uh, formally into production after more than two years of of, of putting uh, future work together, um, having worked, you know, with pilot clients to perfect the technology to make sure we were very fo- very ready for for an actual launch. And of course, then uh, everybody knows what happened, you know, in in mid to late February, and the world really changed on us. And for us, Mark, it was actually not so much of a pivot as it was, hey, this really reinforces our core value proposition, which is using data and technology to improve health and safety of workers. Now, we always had uh, included biometrics as data points that we wanted to use in order to you know, protect workers and protect workplaces. For instance, you know, our data model is already able to accommodate things such as you know, body temperature, uh, you know, heart rate, and some of the other, um, you know, indicators that can help us understand, you know, risk as it relates to workers. Now, with COVID coming along, for us, it was just a matter of let's let's unlock that functionality a little bit earlier than we had expected to do. Uh, and that was something that we felt much more comfortable with as the EEOC, you know, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission also authorized the use of, of things such as temperature in the workplace. So for us, it was really not a pivot. It was actually kind of um, going down our product roadmap a little bit earlier than we had expected to unlock functionality that, that really could then be used, you know, in this current crisis situation to help um, help uh, help address, you know, the issues that we're facing right now. And, and you know, uh, it sort of starts for us with, with now temperature also as a, a good way for to help companies to understand pandemic risk in the workplace. But I think it's important to understand that with future work, you know, we're looking at other data attributes that are important to understand risk, but also understand prioritization around, you know, who should be tested first and so forth, because we are tracking, you know, location. We we have a flag to understand pre-existing conditions. We are adding more functionality to understand additional data attributes, you know, that can help us understand, you know, pandemic risk in the workplace so that we can start looking kind of across different variables so that, you know, hey, if you're a 65-year-old worker and you're showing an elevated temperature, we can flag you and say to the, to the you know, the company that basically says, look, you may need to prioritize this person for testing. So, so long story short, Mark, it's not a really pivot as it really is a kind of acceleration of the roadmap that was in place you know from from the very very get-go interesting interesting yeah i mean we we are certainly advocates for data is king and uh it sounds to me that that's what you're really talking about is having more data at the fingertips of a business owner a risk manager at a business to allow them to, to effectively manage their people as they start to come back to work. So let's talk about how the platform actually works. Like give us a, a you know, a, an easy step one, two, three, or one, two, three, four, five, whatever <laughs> many steps there are um, from like how the application would work in the scenario from a, a let's go temperature tracking um, because that's obviously the, the, the hot topic of the day. Sure. No, absolutely. So the, the, the platform itself, you know, is extremely easy to use. It's, it's an app based platform. So, uh, you know, if you, if you know how to use a mobile phone and go to the, the app store or the Google Play Store to download an app and operate an app, you know, it's 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 as easy as downloading the app and, and really get started. Uh, we do offer, you know, more uh, elaborate dashboards for HR managers and safety managers to use, but let me just now focus 
front end of the app, which is really an, an app-based solution. So fundamentally, what we are, uh, Mark, is about you know using the data surrounding workers to help understand workers and help workers in, help inform workers about their risk. We look at information such as around worker body motion, uh, worker biometrics, which we already discussed. We look at worker role. We look at data on worker environment and a host of other attributes that help us understand and develop a risk score that, that we present to workers and supervisors every day that they get into work. So a worker you know, would, would open their app, they would see their risk score from, from the prior day, and, and you know, we're now actually adding um, information there that, that is COVID-related as well. They would see their risk score, uh, but there's a few, a few more things that I think are really, really important to, to discuss with, with our app. You know, we, we talked a little bit, Mark, about the importance of starting kind of solving the problem before you start solving it with technology, understanding the problem and then applying technology. One of the things that we found, you know, with sort of these best practice companies out there that are really, really good at health and safety, that have, you know, ex-mods in workers' comp that are out of this world low, th there's three things that they do well. You know, they make sure that workers and supervisors are aware of the risk that they're facing. They are really, really good at communicating and collaborating, and they create active worker engagement. And that's exactly what we've done with these apps as well. So the worker, you know, when they sign in, they would see their risk score. They would also see uh, a set of messages that are tailored to these workers specific to their risks. So if they're bending a lot, if they do a lot of repetitive bends over 60 degrees, for instance, we would point that out to them and say, look, you're bending a lot more than the people that you're working with. You know, that's something you want to look at. Um, for COVID risk, for instance, and we're launching a large um, NFP client um, actually this week um, with with temperature monitoring. And one of the things that we're doing with, with, with this client is that we are reminding workers about core things to look out for from a pandemic risk perspective every day. So a worker might be able to see through the app that, hey, here's a reminder of how to wash your hands. And we provide a link, you know, to the CDC website in English and in Spanish that helps you understand, it helps you basically opens a video on your mobile phone that in one minute and 20 seconds goes through the steps you need to take in order to wash your hands appropriately. So we have that sort of information awareness feature here. And we also enable, you know, through the app, the corporate communication capabilities. So if you are a supervisor or if you're a safety manager and you want to inform everybody in the company or a certain location about, you know, new processes and uh, new tools that need to be enforced, you can easily do that through the app because we've integrated the same messaging capability in the app that you have, you know, in, in Uber and Lyft. But overall, you know, the the apps, you know, for the worker, for the supervisors, you know, extremely easy to, to use. Um, we have um, integrated one interesting functionality in the app, Mark, which I just wanted to point out, because um, yeah. working, you know, in the field for, for several years, you know, we've worked with vendors that were producing wearables for quite some time. And these are um, technologies that help you understand how workers use their body and the stress they're putting on their body throughout the workday. And it 
basically tells you, you know, how many times is somebody bending? Are they twisting a lot? Um, so the problem with, with, with wearables, Mark, is that um, while they produce you know, magnificent data that can help us understand worker risk, um, they're very difficult to provision in the workplace in large numbers. You know, uh, they have to be charged. They have to be in the workplace. A uh, lot of issues sort of with easily being able to deploy, you know, wearables on a, in a mass uh mass number to to the workplace the other thing is that they also come with the cost and the cost of these wearables is still not trivial because most of them are manufactured in relatively small batches you know they're not manufactured in 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 hundreds of thousands of units so they're relatively expensive still uh, and that's why we you know decided to actually use the the phone as a wearable and um, i realize now that that's not a very kind of novel approach anymore uh, you know i had the opportunity to work uh, as a consultant with allstate when when drivewise was developed a few years ago in 2014 2015 and um Doug and I were actually in the field, you know, observing agricultural workers in El Centro, California. These are H2A workers that came over from Mexico. And, and we observed that, you know, most of them actually had better phones than we did. So we basically said, you know, let's take this page out of the auto telematics playbook and, and teach the phone to become a wearable. And that's exactly what we've done. You know, we enable the worker now to um, push a working button in the app itself. When that happens, the phone becomes a wearable. And we use the phone's sensors to understand how the worker is using their bodies throughout the workday and, and, the, and the amount of stress that they're putting on the owner. The beauty of the mobile phone, of course, beyond everything we talked about from a communication and collaboration and engagement capability perspective, is that, you know, everybody has a mobile phone. So you don't have to provision, you know, specific mobile phones to individual people. And even if you decide to do so, you know, we can work with any phone that has been produced in the last five or six years. In fact, we have a client running right now out in Arizona that, that uh, ended up equipping uh, some of their employees with, you know, $75 a pop, you know, uh, refer Galaxy S5s, and they work, work beautifully for this purpose. So for ease of deployment, really you know, yeah, go go ahead, Mark. Yeah, that, and that, uh, no, I mean, that's really interesting. I mean, because a lot of times when you talk about platforms and things that are coming to market, um, there's always a financial barrier uh, that employers, uh, you know, have to have to you know, I guess tackle, but what you're telling me then from the future works perspective is it's really about the app and a platform to manage, track, store, report on and gather insights from um, the data that's captured. Now, as it pertains specifically to temperature tracking, <clears throat> the phone's not doing that, correct? Uh, the phone is, is, is storing that data that's captured elsewhere. That, that's correct, Mark. You know, for, for this edition that we have launched right now, we expect that, you know, the employer would use a infrared, you know, um, a forehead thermometer to actually take the temperature. Um, what we've done is to design the app so that it's very, very easy to just hold the app with one, one, one hand and use the temperature device with the other hand and then toggle between teams, workers, recording, uh, back to to worker again, so that it can very very easily be done, you know, by a supervisor who who just toggles two things at the same time with different hands. We are we are moving towards you know enabling this with a Bluetooth connected thermometer mark, so that's coming up. That's okay. one of the things our development team is working on, and I think in this new normal too, where I think the capture of of 
temperature is going to become much more commonplace. You know, we will also integrate with with rest and 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 um, you know facial recognition. You know, whenever that becomes uh, available, so that you know this can be automatically uh, detected and automatically assigned to our worker. You know, whenever they come into a, a plant, for instance. But for right now, it's it's manual. I think uh, as soon as we can get the development done. You can interface Bluetooth, you know, with a thermometer. And then longer term, there's going to be more um, automated capabilities that use, you know, more fancy technology like face recognition. No, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, you're getting to market to solve a problem and then iterating on that problem to help uh, improve that user experience. So certainly seeing that a ton uh, in the market today, people trying to, to help, trying to help uh, make a difference and help people get back to work. Let me ask you a question. Um, and, and bring this back to, uh, I think everybody can see why tracking temperature is important from, you know, protecting the worker and uh, the health of their employees. Everybody wants to make sure that everybody's protected. And, and I think when, when as companies start to go back to work, they're going to ask themselves a couple of questions. How do I protect my workers? How do I protect our customers? But then another one is how do I protect my business? So there's business exposure that by putting in a process like this, you're helping to um, mitigate uh, exposures. So where where does those exposures come into play when it's when you come into from an, uh, a claims perspective and, and tying it back to insurances that an employer might buy? This is a very very good question, Mark, and I think it kind of goes to the, the kind of the core proposition that caused, you know, uh, the development of future work in the first place. Um, we we expect that the, you know, the next few months, the next year or so, workers' comp costs are going to probably go through the roofs. And, you know, people are going to look at workers' comp, you know, where there's usually not a pandemic, you know, exclusion, you know, as kind of a substitute to cover some of their general liability costs. So, so you know, the app itself uh, can be used in, and the data can be used in many different ways, but it can also be used to understand how an employer is managing kind of their worker risk and what proactive steps are they taking to reduce the risk for their workers. Um, and that becomes really, really important. Um, you know, if you think about workers' comp, you know, a lot of costs are related to claims and a lot of costs are related to uh, claims that involve bodily injury. And, you know, with the app and the data itself, you know, we are essentially uh, digitally recording the workday so that, you know, if you if you have a claim coming in and it's three months, you know, since the claimant, you know, claimed that that they fell down and they hurt themselves, we can digitally rewind the tape, if you may. We can look at, you know, the behavior pattern of the worker, you know, prior to the incident, during the incident, after the incident to really understand is there something here that requires, you know, more manual intervention to understand exactly what was going on? Or does this seem like a kind of a, um, you know, easy to understand case that that should be almost auto adjudicated? We think on the claims side, this becomes really, really important and, and certainly also very important from the perspective of, hey, let's let's avoid the incident altogether by, by really transferring the risk curve, uh, you know, for going from moving the risk curve really from let's treat the injury after it happened to let's prevent the injury from happening in the first place. Well, that's, that's, 
It's really interesting. Um, it's almost like having, being able to uh, put surveillance cameras around all of your properties and be able to uh, track things, which, you know, obviously isn't always affordable. Let me, let's, you know, we're, we're coming down on some time here and I, def I definitely want to uh, hit one last question for you before we, you know, give the audience some contact information, how they might be able to get in touch with you. Uh, seeing a lot of uh, folks coming to market and talking about ways to track individuals. I just saw an article a couple of days ago uh, where Apple and Google are coming up with what they call a clever way of encouraging people to install contact tracing apps. Um, the, the sub line says by building contact tracing into their operating systems, the companies could make difference in the global pandemic response. And I, I think certainly all this innovation is awesome and it's, it's solving a need, but it also uh, starts to have people think in their mind and creep in upon um, privacy and uh, too much big brother. And are my risk, are my, are my, uh, uh, is my privacy being um, infringed upon? I'm sure you're getting those questions. How, uh, what work have you done or, or what insights can you provide to talk about how, um, you know, what, what you've looked at or what rulings have said around this um, tracking of workers and exposures and temperatures? That, that's, you know, extremely important, uh, Mark. And I think along with privacy comes the issue also of transparency. You know, how, how are you using my data I think what's laudable about what Apple and Google are doing is that they are designing a platform, building it into their operating system and making it available to developers. I think uh, the timeline says something like mid to late May that allows you to sort of track COVID risk, but doing so with, with complete uh, anonymity and user privacy. And, and we think that's really, really important here. And as, this, uh, as these um, APIs, they're called application programming interfaces, become available to developers, it's something that we are going to start using as well. Now, overall, from a, a privacy perspective, I think that's, that's something that we've, we've designed into the system you know, from the very beginning. You know, we, we have user-defined IDs and passwords across all users. Um, for sensitive information, you need to be an HR person or a... Um, a risk manager, safety manager, in order to be able to view that. We are working with our legal counsel to make sure that everything we do uh, passes HIPAA compliance standards. Although, you know, uh, being in workers' comp, we, we aren't necessarily privy to those HIPAA rules. However, you know, we feel it's important to be HIPAA compliant regardless. Uh, and also, you know, what we're doing, you know, with the risk messages and the information on the app is that we we feed all the information back again to the workers and the supervisors so that we're not tracking anything uh, that is not then disclosed you know to the to the user and we think that that transparency along with with privacy and along with security is is, is going is something that really needs to kind of go hand in hand that's awesome. I mean, it certainly um, it sounds as if you guys have, have thought things out, um, which which is fantastic. And, and listen, I could uh, I could sit here for another hour and geek out with you <laughs> about data, uh, but I don't think our audience is really going to appreciate that. So so we're coming up on the end of our time before we do sign off. Um, anybody in the audience that might want to get in touch with you and find out more about uh, your platform, how, how would they do that? Website, email, what can you direct the folks? To? Yeah, sure. Either one is fine. You can find us on the web, of course, www.altumai.com, A-L-T-U-M-A-I.com. Um, actually stands for Deep AI, for those who wanted to know. Uh, can easily be reached on my mm -hmm. um 
on my email, of course, Lars, L-A-R-S dot Skari, S-K-A-R-I at altonai.com. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, easily available, you know, on the phone as well. Uh, uh, start with the email. That's probably the easiest way to get in touch with me. Otherwise, you know, we have uh, abilities on our website, too, to, to sign up for an informal uh, demo. Uh, and we have demos also on the website that would give people a better understanding of, of what we do and so forth. But, you know, very eager now to to make sure that we can we can help companies, uh, help insureds, you know, get get through this crisis. Fantastic, Lars. Uh, I appreciate you carving out the time. Some great stuff. Uh, be safe and be well. And, and maybe we can touch base at some later time and, and catch up on the development and the advancement of the product. We'd love, love to do that. Love to do that, Mark. Thanks so much for the time today. Really, really enjoyed the conversation. Cheers, Lars. Cheers. Bye-bye.